Carroll. We're joined on the line now by market analyst Clive and Tozabantu Ramatibela. Good morning, Clive. Africa, 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 yeah. Hello! Thank you. I think I'm going to go with the original version. <laughs> Asian <laughs> stock uh, stocks rebounded from a seven-week yep. low, joining a rally in U.S. and European shares um, as a surge in U.S. home sales fueled speculation that the world's largest economy can withstand higher interest rates. That's what the scary part is. If the U.S. can handle these particular higher rates, it's uh, it, the question there for Krivani is, is it going to happen next month or in the next two and a half months? And the answer to that is we don't know. But yesterday, the U.S. came out with some data that seemed to suggest that they will be comfortable and uh, be able to mold into the new higher interest rate environment. A lot of asset managers are already preparing for that. And what they're doing is is that they're already pricing it in uh, when they do their stock trading. So what that does mean for us as an emerging market, it means that we also need to prepare that uh, the equity markets might just either rally or go into a decline. But if it is already being priced in, I believe that the U.S. will come back very strong. So you can look at things like the dollar also continuing to strengthen. So what did we see yesterday on the day, on early hours of this morning, actual fact, on the Asian markets, we saw the MSCI Asia Pacific Index and adding another 1.7%. That is the highest I have seen uh, this year on the day. So that is quite remarkable. That's brilliant. That shows you when the U.S. is healthy, everybody is healthy. No, no flu to catch here, Krivani, uh, to be honest with you. So those stocks, for example, I've got China Coal Energy, which jumped 10% which was quite amazing. We also have um, uh, Sony Corporation, which jumped 7.3%. Those companies are very big, strong companies. And when they do well, the Asian markets do relatively well. Yeah, well, moving to, um, you know, well, in Asia, to India, Apple uh, could hit a setback when it uh, opens its retail stores there. It's a very, very interesting story, this. Let me explain to you. You know that Apple has been struggling to get into countries which have like the biggest population. So, mm. For example, they've been struggling with China, they've been struggling with India. And what is interesting is that India has said uh, they've got what they call the India's Foreign Investment Promotion Board, which has ruled what it requires if Apple was to participate or was to take up market in their own country. One of the things that they want is that 30% of components must be of locally produced uh, content. It must be stuff that is made and manufactured in India for them to actually take this up. So Tim Cook, the chief executive of uh, Apple, has spent some time in India to try and convince this board uh, why they must allow Apple to actually be there. There are two challenges that I see that um, uh, Apple will suffer from here. The first one is that uh, the middle-class Indians who are using these smartphones are actually uh, very cheap. The smartphones themselves are very cheap. You're looking at anything between 100 and 150 US dollars. And yet, they want to come up with Apple, which is very expensive as a brand, which is selling from $350 upwards. So that is the biggest challenge for Apple. How do they make sure that they still manufacture goods which are 30% localized and beat other competitors with price? And the answer to that is they will have to really sacrifice a lot and change their model to have more ice, ice, ice stores within India. And the challenge is that the, this particular Foreign Investment Promotion Board will not back down until Tim Cook and his team actually eat an apple. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, let's stay in India. Um, the yeah. uh, operators of Domino's Pizza, McDonald's, they've uh, dropped uh, after a research agency said that the burger and pizza bread that sold at the fast food outlets in that country contained cancer-causing chemicals. That's petrifying news. No, that, we don't love it because it's McDonald's. We used to love it, but we don't love it anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> listen, uh, the, the, the problem here, uh, Trevani, for me, is the licensing rights of these companies to actually do this. So we're not blaming McDonald's or Domino's Pizza in India. We're blaming the produce, where they get the actual bread from. Uh, Jubilant Foodworks, which is a license of Domino's, headed three months ago after the Westlife development as well. These two companies are the ones that have been supplying this bread, and it was discovered by the Center of Science and Environmental uh, Affairs that this shows that 84% of the 38 brands that are used in their bread are, are actually having these uh, cancer-causing chemicals. The scare there is that there's no need for them to actually be scared. No, ma'am, There's no actual evidence of people that have uh, caught the cancer or that have uh, suffered from cancer because of these breads, but the chemical composition within this bread could be deadly. Um, and they've come out today to say that they will be making sure that they look after that and renegotiate the licensing rights uh, and the way that they have been doing the produce of these particular breads. But don't worry, South Africans, you don't have to worry about McDonald's because <laughs> we're loving it. <laughs> Market <laughs> analyst Clive Ntozabantu Ramatibela, thank you very much. He's back again tomorrow. AM Live on SAFM.